Welcome to it. The time now is 7.22 on this beautiful Friday, the 12th of March, corresponding there with the 28th of Rajab already, 14.42, the 28th of Rajab. Allah Akbar, it's going so quickly. Uh, but yes, you are with myself, Tahira Sali, Mr. Umar the Maris behind the desk, pressing all the right buttons for us this evening. And of course, my beautiful co-host, Miss Anika Duplessis. And this is Real Talk on a Friday evening on Voice of the Cape Radio. I hope you're doing absolutely fantastic wherever you find yourself, inshallah ta'ala, that you're in good spirits, in good health, and in a right state of mind to start engaging with us this evening inshallah ta'ala yes assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all of you beautiful listeners like my colleague tahira sali had uh, mentioned please do engage with us this evening on whatever has been making news in your life this week i'm mm. sure you've all heard that we i don't want to say lost our beloved editor mr Tasneem <laughs> adams but that's <laughs> sort of been riding on my back all week and i know everybody else in this office it has been a challenge because we know that that woman was incredible mm. in whatever she did so Be- Beautiful. Absolutely. So yes, let us know how you're feeling and how your week has been on 0829913913, inshallah. But what will we be doing and speaking about this evening, Tahira? Well, my sister, we are going to get into some trivia a little later on, test our general <laughs> knowledge skills, which apparently, according to our mothers, <laughs> Anika and I are very bad at <laughs> This is true. I'm so sorry, mommy. I outed you. I'm and turns so out her mom too. thinks the same as well. <laughs> yeah, apparently we need to do them proud. I think that, that it's their way of motivating crossed, us. Yeah. <laughs> but in our two, inshallah, we'll also be uh, discussing youth and racism in uh, in South Africa. And this we'll be speaking to the Ahmed Kastrada Foundation's Pusiswe Nkosi. Mm. And there as well, you know, I want to ask the youth whether or not you think racism is more relevant to your parents than to you. And I ask this because we know the millennials, we were born into democracy. We were mm-hmm. born into freedom. We hadn't necessarily experienced the racism mm-hmm. as um, our parents and their parents might have. But mm-hmm. I, do you think, sister, that racism will always exist? I hope not. You hope not? Yes. I don't know if it will, but I, I sincerely hope so. I, like I was telling you earlier, I feel like we are more woke and more educated. So inshallah, we have the tools now. We are able to equip ourselves and see more, see beyond someone's skin mm. color because it's never appealed to me. It never will. I will never understand racism. Obviously, mm. I mean, in the dictionary, sure, I can understand what racism means. But I mean, mm. to see someone and discriminate against them because they are a different color blows my mind and it always yeah. will. And the fact that, that it happens so regularly and so subtly mm. and sometimes without us even realizing, mm. these are things that we really want to get into with you, inshallah ta'ala. 0829913913. Tell us what your experience has been. And then after Shah, inshallah, it is your Check Your Tech segment with YouTuber and tech enthusiast Mr. Muhammad Fakir. And here we're going to be talking webcams because we know everybody's been doing these Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. but then also some tools for if you have a small business. Mm. And my brother 
father had been MIA for a while, so inshallah, I'm looking very much forward to having Amen. him back on air. And then we naturally ending off with our donation of motivation with our life coach and colleague, Mr. Imtiaz Hendricks. But yes, like we said a little bit earlier on, we would like to touch on the university student protests. Mm-hmm. And sister, we've been covering this in news. Um, so what can you tell us? Since Wednesday, yes. Mm. So we saw on Wednesday morning or since the beginning of the week that the university or students at the University of Witzvatesrand in Bramfontein in Johannesburg, they've been protesting against historical debt. So obviously we know it is difficult to be able to you know, go into a tertiary education and not accumulate debt because not Mm. everyone can afford those thousands and thousands of um, money, cash money, dollar bills that need to be paid. Mm. And, you know, alhamdulillah, if you are fortunate enough to come from a family that can support you, good on you. But yes, so we also saw during those protests that a 35-year-old Mutokozizi Ntomba, he was shot and killed just coming out of a... uh, Healthcare facility, I think it was? Yes, sure. He was visiting a doctor and he was not a part of the protest and that is so mm. sad because I saw articles you know how torn up his family is because obviously mm. this is a father this is a breadwinner bread and he has a toddler so you can imagine mm. that this toddler now having to grow up without his dad mm. and um, yeah the iPad or Ibert is investigating the heavy-handedness that we see SAPs use so often when mm. it does come to um, protesters, especially who are people of color. I mean, mm. that is just the truth of the matter. That's why I actually did something on, on Twitter that said, whenever you have a protest, be sure to put the white kids in the front because police are just not going to open fire. Hey. And yeah, so it's something to think mm, about. It is something to think about, sister. But then also, um, on the side of the protesters, you know, and can I just say, I just want to voice this out loud a little bit earlier on in the week when... I had been covering the protest I was trying to find out and I, I remember mentioning this in the meeting also um, after the gentleman had been shot and killed mm-hmm. that seemed to have dominated the headlines mm. that seemed to have dominated the story and I went through a couple of a couple of stories I think I covered about five or six different media houses reporting on this matter and mm-hmm. not one of them had mentioned why the students are protesting it was just very brief uh, the protester was shot mm-hmm. at the at the protest uh, or bystander rather you know so i was yeah. fairly disappointed in that so just uh, a big reminder to our fellow media users out there inshallah let, let's be fair in our reporting and, and give the full uh, scope of the situation, you know, mm-hmm. because if a bystander was shot during a protest, I want to know why are they protesting? Mm-hmm. At what point did it escalate to an extent where police had to use fire, for example? Mm-hmm. And um, we did see, Mark, to interject, the SRC Mark? did say, I did an article like about three hours ago, um, the SRC at the University of Wits did say that they plan on shutting Johannesburg down because obviously mm. this has infuriated students. The fact that um, police are so heavy handed and the the, the power trip and the brutality that comes with it. Absolutely. And then also, you know, you're mentioning um, Wits University about the South African Union of Students, right? So they've been mobilizing, um, so they're trying to mobilize students from all the campus mm-hmm. and institutions right across the country, right? And they are trying to force the government to listen to their demands, of which I now know that they are 15. So the spokesperson, the Tabo Shegane, had said that if these demands were not made met by 5 p.m. today, actually, then they will be heading to the uh, places of higher education and figuring out by tomorrow how it is they're going to go about the shutdown, mm-hmm. right? So among the demands, as you might have heard us mention a little bit earlier on, is the clearest 
appearance of historic debt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then also a full return of the academic program on campus under level one of lockdown, the immediate provision of postgraduate funding. All first years must also be allowed to register while government resolves the funding matter. Mm-hmm. They also want laptops to be provided to students and they ask that their allowance must be given this month, given that some landlords are already asking for payments. So now this is a very long long list of demands Mm -hmm. very demanding demands (laughs) if i can just say that because you make me laugh no no, i'm serious like this this sounds like a very expensive demand my eyebrow did did raise because i mean i understand that we all are unhappy and we would love to get laptops but how do we expect to get laptops if we still have our kids on the cape flats being taught in the prefab Mm. So or I've even not in a prefab, under mm-hmm. a tree, my sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I saw in Alsace River that school, unfortunately, it's been hit by rain. So now where do they go? So now where do they go? That's mm-hmm. the question. So, like, how do we go about prioritizing the funds for our university students when our other students are also in such a dire state? And Ms. Ms. Tanya Khoury had earlier made a very beautiful point where she spoke of the basic education not the basic education department, I apologize, Ms. Khoury, um, but the basic levels of, what do they call? The words escape, the ECD stages, mm-hmm. yes, and how we need to make sure that the quality of education that our children are getting mm-hmm. is of a quality that will allow them to pursue jobs that they can actually get. So when you That's study, so for example, and this has also been a big bone of contention, you're studying mm-hmm. for so many years, you're getting into so much debt, but for what? And you exactly. still need a side hustle. You still need a side hustle, mm-hmm. right? But anyway, apparently the ANC has been meeting with um, Minister of Higher Education, Mr. Bladen Zamande, mm-hmm. and they are wanting to discuss prioritizing the funds. So the party says that the budget priorities should be reviewed in order to redirect funding for the provision of the NIST mouth the necessary support to institutions of higher learning and that was also mentioned by Mr. President Cyril Ramaphosa very recently he also noted the fact that you know we need to prioritize funds this is something that needs to be prioritized yeah (laughs) but the governing party also says that it acknowledges the crippling effect that the pandemic has had on the national fiscus right and money must be found to ensure that no student is excluded sorry I need to cut you off do you not think in your personal, you know, opinion, that the pandemic is now being used as a sort of paintbrush for an excuse why there is no funds where it needs to be. Are you talking about in government? Yes. So government is also like, oh no, pandemic, Mm -hmm. I don't have money. Well, that's a good point, my sister. Because I feel like this, I mean, we've had, we've been having the hashtag fees must fall movement. Hashtag we have no money for the things we need. Yeah. So now just to say that the pandemic is causing this, um, you know, lack of funds, I think mm. it's unacceptable. I think everybody, and what happened to all the money that we Where's got? Where's the 500 billion then? Where is... Makes me angry. <laughs> I love how my sister, you know, marshal herself said that with a smile on her face. Like, it makes me no, angry. No, because it's, it's perturbing. It is perturbing. It's Honestly. incredibly disturbing. And, you know, what angers, I think, me the most, speaking of the crippling effect of the pandemic, is the level of poverty that we have in our communities and mm-hmm. how that was exacerbated and how if it wasn't for our fellow 
human beings and our fellow people in poverty, actually, because the people that were donating, for example, to all of those feeding schemes, the people that were participating in them were also people that lost their jobs, Mm -hmm. were also people that were struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, so I feel like we really pulled through for each other as as opposed to uh, government op- um, helping us out, you know? Absolutely. We, yes, we saw, like like you just mentioned now, that the have-nots were coming out and mm. using whatever 10 rand, 20 rand that they had left. They could not. That was something like a sort of recurring sentiment that was shared on the Cape Flats when we did go out and visit during lockdown. They could not and they still cannot depend on the state and the government to come out and help them. They have mm. to help themselves. So big, um, you know, shout out and ups to people like Miss Joni Fredericks in Tafelsig who took it upon herself to empower her community and and sort of teach them how to garden vertically i think that is so flippin' amazing i freaked out about that i covered that story and i lost my mind i was like you know what this is exactly what we need and if you want to know what anika is talking about she's referring to this little it looks like something you would like put shoes in you know, like you, like a sh- not a shoebox, man. Like a oh, I know what you do, that plastic, that plastic um, little thing that you can put on a hanger, and then yes, it's like those little slots, right? So it's for your dookies. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Or your jewelry, or whatever yeah. the case may be, or your tools, you guy, <laughs> or a girl, or a girl. <laughs> Dibs. Sorry, there. <laughs> But yes, so basically you have these little plants that um, you get in there when they are still still babies and then eventually you can take them out and Mm -hmm. plant them in the ground. And so it's literally a vertical garden. And Mm -hmm. what this promoted was sustainability. Mm -hmm. So not only do you have food, but now you can grow to an extent where you can also start like a little farm of your Mm -hmm. own and then sell on your own. And that I think was so beautiful. And a part of it also was that a percentage of the harvest goes Mm -hmm. toward the feeding scheme Mm -hmm. for the community so basically everybody wins Mm -hmm. and i love that concept you know i I think it's a very ubuntu Ubuntu, like it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah you know i'm sure there's an arabic version of that you see probably oh it's nine yeah nine one three nine one three let us know what it is that you think about any number of things that we yeah, just we mentioned now we definitely <laughs> digress but inshallah we will get back to it um but yes like i mentioned oh eight two nine nine one three nine one three alternatively you could give us a call to the studio oh two one four four two three five three zero it is real talk on 91.3 fm yes so we saw you asked people on social media whether they think that historical debt should be scrapped or not. You know, what were some of the responses that you got? So we asked that question, like my sister mentioned, should students' historical debt be scrapped? And Brother Lugman says, Salam says, yes, it should be scrapped as it places the poor disadvantaged students in a cycle of debt. Even before they have started their working career, some can't even graduate because of the debt. Mm-hmm. Then Miss Nasli says, no. But they should have the cost of studies reduced because students are not getting the full experience or even being able to attend lectures. Everything is online, Marv, and the cost of studying through UNISA is a lot cheaper than studying at UWC, for example, Stalys or UCT. Yet we're getting, we are getting, or they are getting the same experience as a UNISA student. And then we also saw that Tashirik had said no. He believes that historical debt should not be scrapped, or rather, a percentage of. He was saying that maybe government can, you know, chip in and pitch in with maybe fifty to seventy percent. And I, I asked the question, why not? Because mm. I feel like it's maybe it would be a good thing if government had come out and actually scrapped historical debt. Mm. But he was saying he thinks that it would incite and encourage more riots for 
for free education. Because if someone else is having it for free, why am I not having it for free? Mm, definitely. Muhammad also said no way. If they are made to pay themselves, they would put in more effort and appreciate the opportunity that they get. Mm. And then, Can I just speak to Muhammad's comment? Mm-hmm. I feel like it, yeah, I believe that as well. I feel like there's some, um, or maybe I'm not in the position to speak on this, but it sounds a bit like um, entitlement. Uh-huh. Like you are just, you feel like you can just riot and throw a ruckus and break some windows and um, shut down the city and you get what you ask for. Mm. Whereas Muhammad is implying that, no, why don't we work for what we want and yeah. that way we'll be more grateful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. But, you know, um, we also had a former president who said, you know what, we deserve free education. Mm-hmm. And according to our constitution, we do, mm-hmm. you know, and the constitution, as we mentioned, is the law of the land. So it, if it is my human right to mm-hmm. education, there's that argument as well. But also, uh, just the last two comments before we head out for an ad break, inshallah. Uh, should students' historical debt be scrapped? Yes. For the same reason, those who committed apartheid continues to hold the wealth and the land. University is not an African concept. Why should we continue paying colonial masters? Then another sister says yes, because we should be getting our free education. And then another sister, without giving any motivation, said absolutely no way. But yes, uh, some engagement we have. O double one five says Assalamu alaikum. A nice program, Jazakallah Khair. It's not a good thing to have everything for free. Mm. Then eight five two O says Salam. I would say don't scrap the areas. Be more strict with the students. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. The time now is 7.42, inshallah, there's something to think about should students' historical debt be scrapped. But inshallah, we'll break for ads and when we come back, it's trivia time.